When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from the beautiful, steamy, sexy, steamy part of Studio City, it's the Knapsack Files. I'm a little flummoxed already because of this fine 18-year whiskey. I am downing here some Jamesons with my guest. And this guest, this is a... If you're joining me from the world of schmoes, uh, I'm Ken Napsack, by the way. This is the Napsack Files. If you're joining me from the world of schmoes, you're, this is, I would dare say, an episode that was two years in the making and a very highly anticipated episode. If you're not from the world of schmoes, number one, you should be. Go check out Schmoes Know, schmoesno.com, and our live movie show on uh, the Afterbus TV studios. You can find it at uh, schmoesno.com, blah, blah, blah. We'll talk more about that later. Um, but this character... I guess I'll call him a character, is uh, perhaps the most controversial, definitely one of the most recognizable and memorable characters from the world of Schmo, Schmoville, and the Schmo's No Movie Show. Uh, my relationship with him started with a crash, bang, and a boom, and it has picked up to the point where now we're sharing drinks. However, that was a long journey, and I know a lot of you want to find out about this man. It is, well, he has many names. We'll call him Finstock, Finstock and Tom Dagnino. Welcome to the Knapsack Files. Hickory Dickory Doc. I'm happy to be here. Happy, happy you're here, buddy. Oh, absolutely. I just got back from Willow Smith's house. We did a little photo shoot in her bedroom. And Was that the one on Instagram I haven't seen yet? Yeah, this is a new one. Mm. It's, it's, it'll be out next week. Outstanding. I'm hoping uh, for Child Protective uh, Services to come to my house. You've got the arms and shoulders for it. Uh, first of all, before we get into it, I, I want to know, and I want to know sincerely, and I want you to be honest with me. I don't want to play games. I don't want a character. I want the truth to come out. I want that guarantee for me that you can answer this question honestly. Absolutely. Okay. How's Frank Stallone? He actually, I was with him yesterday. <laughs> Tell it me. was really interesting stuff. I uh, I was watching the U.S. soccer game yesterday at this place okay. called Goal. Uh, very disappointing, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Bradley. Yeah, he, he got to control the ball there. And basically, it was some guy was over there. It was Doug Ellen from uh, Entourage. He's like, U.S. wins. Tequila shots around the horn. They started pouring him because they thought the game was over. Right. Right. So we're all sitting there chanting USA with like two seconds left. Tequila in hand. And tequila in hand. And the ball goes in. And everybody's like, did that just happen? They're like, what the fuck? And then uh, <laughs> the thing ended, and people took the tequila shots anyway because they were totally mesmerized on what just happened. And what a kick by Ronaldo. Well, you needed the tequila after that. Oh, It was course. a great kick. Oh, best my God. It, it's, he's the best in the world. That's why he dates models and mm-hmm. paints models. He probably went home and had a giant orgy with like everybody in Brazil. <laughs> Guys, everyone, everyone. Guys, guys included. Including the politicians. Yeah, exactly. Um, look, I'll be honest with you. I don't even know where to begin with you. Yeah, well, the, the Stallone thing. The Stallone thing. He, How's Frank? He's great. I, I walked into Craig's afterwards because I needed something to eat. I yeah. mean, because I was inebriated, obviously. Sure. And he's in there. He has a full jean outfit on, looking like Jay Leno and doing <laughs> jaywalk. And I'm like, there's Frank. He was wasted talking to three girls. I walk up and I hear him going, I've been shot 14 times already. And with, with a howster and like a... 38 special and the girls are like who is this guy 
So I'm like, hey, Frank, what's up? It's Tom. He's like, oh, yeah, I don't remember what I, you know, I can't I, I recognize you without the baseball cap. So we start talking. And I'm like, hey, man, I need you on the podcast. He's like, yeah, yeah, get in touch with my manager. You know, it's all good. So basically he got mad at me because I took over the the three chicks that he was talking to. <laughs> he shut down Frank's game? He shut, shut down his game. <laughs> no, and he's like, who is this guy? And then the next guy, the guy who's sitting next to me, like started saying, you're being too loud. And he's like, you don't know who I am. I'm Frank Stallone. And the girls are like, is that Sly Stallone's brother? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> no. Like, he has a brother? I'm like, yeah, he's famous. So Frank's like, Frank starts showing them like uh, a couple of uh, shows he's done at, mm-hmm. at the place over there with Robert Blake. Uh, What's it v- called? Vitellos. Vitellos. He, he's like a regular over there. Yeah. He does it every weekend. So, I don't want to give away my position to uh, yeah. more aggressive fans, but that's yeah. walking distance from my house. Oh, yeah. my God. I'm going there Saturday. You want to go? Yeah, I might. We'll, we'll do, we'll, <laughs> Frank's there doing the, jazz, right? He's here. the best. Yeah, or not jazz doing his actual band, right? Yeah, then he had some handler and uh, that was next to him that he needed because he was wasted. And then like Kim and Kanye come in the next second. He's like, who's that guy? I'm like, he's a rapper. He's like... Ah, fuck that guy. <laughs> That's pretty much it. It was Kim amazing. And Kim and Kanye walked in. Yes, mm. in the black Lamborghini outside. Okay. While I was talking to JTI on the phone about the Cobra commentary, it was amazing. <laughs> Just going on. Yeah. Uh, your relationship with JTE, Josh the Engineer, Josh Tapia, a recent guest here in the Knapsack Files, the engineer of the Shemosno podcast, uh, it's one of the weirdest relationships, but the funniest and most fruitful partnerships in Schmoville. Can you tell me a little bit about how you've taken this guy under your wing? He, if I can even call it that. It's really funny. You know, the first couple of times I met him, I think he was like I can I equate him to like Lewis and Teen Wolf. You know, where you know, they were best friends and he turns into Wolf and he's like really scared of him. But then he like you know, calmed Lewis down at the end and was like, Hey, I'm just I'm the same guy. I'm Scott Howard here. I'm just in you know, covered in wolf hair. Right. And I think sort of that what it came down to. He was very scared, didn't know what to think. But now when he comes over and we shoot our stuff, I mean, mm-hmm. we vibe. It's like, I mean, it's 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 really good stuff. It's almost like Lenny and Squiggy. I'd say the 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 Meet the Schmoes video you guys did on Schmo Plus, um, for me personally, and speaking truthfully, that was – I already had known – let me set something straight. I already knew who you were. Uh, we had met in passing a few times. I could sure. Pick, I could pick you out of the crowd as one of Christian's friends. Of course. Um, I think that guy's named Tom, I think. So when you first showed up – and we'll get, I want to get into that first appearance on the podcast – but uh, I, it, it wasn't that I had some uh, giant uh, thing against you, or you, it just was I was confused as all hell what was going on, and, and I wasn't sure where to take you. And then it was the moment the video was just a masterpiece. If you haven't seen it, folks, go to Shmo Plus on YouTube and find Meet the Shmoes with Finstock. Um, but that moment that the camera pans and you've got the wall of Tiffany's pictures, uh. I was like, okay, I, this guy, I get. And I appreciate it was in yeah. that instant. The in stick the... of it all. Yeah. I got to tell you, man, your news on the show is the fourth best thing on the podcast. Oh, it's about the f- – yeah. It's the fourth best thing. First yeah. is Tiffany's ass, ass breasts, <laughs> and clavicle bone. Then it's the news. That's <laughs> uh, fourth. Okay. Yeah. yeah Alicia Malone's hot too. So, I mean, we, we, we pick them pretty. Yeah. I mean, um, that's the way to go. But they're talented too. Hashtag yes, all women. They're talented. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but is that thing with Tiffany, so that's real? You Do you really, is this? Well, she's my type. I mean, I like yeah. dark hair, dark eyes, and C cups, you know, and I think that, you know, she has all those things. But she also has something I like too. Is the clavicle thing real? Yeah. I mean, I love symmetrical clavicle bones. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. the crazy part about it is, is I really like girls who don't know their sex appeal. You know, mm-hmm. like some girls just walk around and be like, oh, I'm not even that hot. Like, I don't, no, I'm not really. Some right. girls try to play it. But then there's some girls who really own yeah. that they don't believe they're sexy. 
and and, yeah. and and you think Tiffany's one of those. Oh yeah, yeah I, I would agree with that. I've been around her a lot, working on projects, being yeah. out in public, being at WonderCon. Yep, and uh, she's so nice mm-hmm. and uh, got that big smile, the winning smile, and yeah. that, that people are uh, attracted to that too. But and it's not just men leering at her. It is like. Yeah, they, yeah they, it, they get lost. It's 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 the real thing, and she wouldn't believe that at the end of her days. But you're trying to force her to believe. I want is her. This to, like a mercy mission. Yeah, for I you? want her to believe it. I want her. To, I, I mean, because Bob only goes with hot chicks and that know they're sexy. I just I'm trying to get the girls who are really hot that don't think they're sexy. Right. But I'm just getting chicks that think they're sexy, and then it usually ends up in like a one night stand. And, and then do you whatever. find yourself trying to take them down a peg? I tr- yeah, well, I used the, the old demoralization technique and then build them back up just to demoralize them again. <laughs> kind of like a dentist system, but it's the Finstock way. Absolutely. Uh, something like that. Where did you grow up? I grew up in the Bronx, New York, in the projects, basically. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Not New Jersey or anything like that? No, no I moved to New Jersey for high school. Gotcha. So basically what happened was um, you know, Bronx I was living boy. in – Yeah, I mean mom had uh, – my dad uh, abandoned my – uh, my family. Uh, I have two. I have an bro- older brother and two younger sisters. He just went off on a boat one day. It was the old like, "Hey, I'm going to get a pack of cigarettes." Joke, <laughs> you know. Fish. He just went on a boat and it sounds took like off. how uh, like a superhero origin story. Yeah, it sort of is, you know. And then my mom <laughs> met some like weird construction, like coke headed, like crazy maniac who bought a bunch of houses in Jersey, and we just moved into it. And you just flipped and, on over, and there. then we just flipped over there, and then. I didn't want to move, so I, I moved in with my grandma, who was like half senile at the time. She was like falling every day, and I had to pick her up, and I was like, I, I don't know what's going on. And my mom's like, my mom told me the truth. I was like, what am I supposed to do down there? It's like the goondocks. It's like I don't, I can't, I can't live down there. And it's like I need, I need, I need minorities in my life. You know, it's all white people. And uh, she's like, no, I think you could like look it on the bright side. You could maybe like manipulate them. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I can. And that's exactly what I did. And, you know, I just took it to the next level. Yeah. I, I, I became friends with the, the biggest jock over there. Uh-huh. Um, are you, was, are you, you're, I mean, you're in great shape and an athlete, right? Yeah. You're always I, that way or I'm you a, work your way in? I've been playing baseball since I came out of the womb, basically. Nice. Yeah. You know, baseball, football, basketball guy. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's, it was really interesting, you know, the transition, you know, because I, I moved to Jersey freshman year of high school. Not knowing anybody, so I was like, "How do I how, how get the friends?" Yeah, I was yeah. like, "How do I get friends here?" Right, you know. So I was like, I, I see, "My sister was kind of hot; she's only a year younger than me." So I knew who the big bully was, and I was like, "I want to get picked on because I was a twig. I had, you know, oh, I, mean, okay. I was just good at sports. I was just right. really skinny, though. I was 120 pounds, easy, you know." And I was like, "Just why don't you just get this? Just like act like you like this bully." Because he lived like not too far away, and he was right. like the worst guy in the world. He used to like crunch up like Hershey's kisses in his mouth and spit them in people's hair. I was like, I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> Sleeper holds all kinds of different things. So I've read this comic book before. Yeah, so she started like liking the guy. Okay. Next thing you know, um, the guy was like the wrestling champion and all these other yeah. things. He was like the worst guy in the world. He used to like sleep on the uh, on his. Uh, on the desks in school, like put together with his like nutsack out and like would smash people's projects in wood shop, like all the just the, the worst guy in the world. So she started like dating him for a second, and I became his best friend. And I, I skated through at least junior year until he got kicked out. And uh, by that time, I made him, I made name for myself, and I was fine. Were, were, did you send your sister in, uh, or did that happen organically? Were you like, hey, no, I, I sent her I in? Got, okay, you got, yeah, here's I was my like, plan. You want to make a name for ourselves here? This is what we're going to do. <laughs> And I went to high school with my sisters. I was a senior, you know. My sister was a junior, and my other sister was a freshman. So after I ran through all the junior chicks that my sister was with, then by that, by that time, you know, the freshman chicks that my other sister had were ripe and ready. 
<laughs> Firkenstock. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, I, it's hard to tell with you, and this is what I do love about you, is is why the fans love you. It's hard to tell what is real and fake. And I'll be honest with you, I don't think I want to know at this point. I don't I, think I want to know. I, I don't believe, even know. I believe you know Frank Stallone. Yes. In my it, heart, I believe it. I, I do. And I'm going to get him on the show to prove it. I think you're going to have to, though. Yeah, I think I will. You're going to have to. I'm going to have to show him proof eventually. <laughs> You're going to have to come through on something. Yeah. Did, did you grow up a Mets fan or a Yankee fan? From, from? I was a Met guy. I mean, I grew up about three blocks from, away from Yankee Stadium, but I, I wanted to go against the grain that quickly, and I, I, it's definitely helped my debating skills. Yeah. And, you learned and, early on. Right. But, I mean, I grew up when the Met, when the Yankees were – like you could sit in the bleachers and yeah. like smoke crack for a dollar out there. Yeah, they'd, like, they'd provide the crack. Yeah, they had like Jack Clark, <laughs> like Don Mattingly, and like a bunch of like – uh, white guys who, who Ken Phelps, uh, yeah, Jay uh, Buhner is a rookie, a little yeah. guy, yeah, guys like that. I mean, Ricky Henderson, like Len Sakata, like, <laughs> Len Sakata. like who are these guys? You know, so Ken Griffey Senior, yeah. I mean, uh, we had Hernandez, we had we had Gooden, we had Strawberry, and yeah, I was, Keith Hernandez smoking on the dugout steps. Yeah. I mean, yeah. my guy Gary Carter, my all-time favorite player. Ah uh, man, R.I.P. Yeah, the kid was a great guy. The yeah. Ivory, the Ivory uh, soap commercial, he ripped it in half. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> I, I, I've, been, I've been trying to do that for years. Uh, yeah, have you ever read the book uh, "The Bad Guys Won" by Jeff Perlman? Great book. That's a spectacular book. I have it in my car right now. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's next to a, a journal of Tiffany's movements. That yes, and then I have an autobiography of, that I'm currently writing about myself. <laughs> then I'm gonna the exploits release. that did happen. Yeah, it's unauthorized by me though. What made you move out here? Um, the movie Boogie Nights, actually. Get at it. That sounds yeah. about right. You know, put your pants back on. I watched a movie. You know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of like 70s porn, 80s porn. My brother put me onto it back in the day. We used yeah. to watch WHT. My dad would go to sleep. He'd hood it on. We watch old stag movies and stuff like that. Um, so I knew about the birds and the bees quickly. Right. And uh, I love the storylines in those movies. People don't really they realize that porn was great. They had them. They what? It was great. Yeah. I mean, there's one called Talk Dirty to Me that, I mean, I think Tarantino stole half of his lines from. But um, For Big Next? No, for Pulp Fiction and a couple other movies he's done. The Django? Yeah. Mm, it's sure. pretty amazing stuff. But Boogie Nights was the definitely thing. It's so like, that's the one? Yes, definitely, 100%. I was like, I watched it at a $2 theater in like Hazlitt, New Jersey. I sat with like five dudes. We were all smoking weed, drinking, whatever. And everybody's like, I fucking hate this movie. And I was like, this is the best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> it's They're like, like, you're crazy. And I'm like, you know what? I got I to gotta get out of these. I got to get out of I here. I got to go find my roller Yeah, girl. I got to get out of here. And uh, it just mesmerized me because... The, everybody acted so fantastically bad in a good way. Mm-hmm. They were supposed to act bad, I and mean, they were yeah. porn stars and like acting, in the height of it. Yeah, right, exactly. In the height of like, I mean, and Todd Parker's my favorite character of all time. Mm-hmm. He when he blasts through that door in that party scene, that was the moment that sold me and said, "Hey, I need to either be Todd Parker." He's like, he's like, oh, are you dancing today? He's like, I don't dance on Sundays. I mean, it's just amazing. And he blasted through. There was like paparazzi photos going on, street screeching cars. So you, did you come out here to get into the porn industry then, or you just wanted to live the lifestyle? What? I did work for the porn industry for a little while. Uh, uh, my, buddy, my, my buddy Evan Seinfeld, who's a lead singer of Biohazard, mm-hmm. an early hardcore group in like the late 80s and early 90s, mm-hmm. um, was married to Tara Patrick. So I came, yeah, out, okay. I yeah. came out here without a job. And you know, I went to film school, saved a lot of money because I was doing accounting on the side illegally, obviously. 
Um, illegal accounting. Illegal the accounting. The worst kind of accounting. Kind of, yeah, I was getting people like 100% of their federal back. They're like, are you sure this is legal? I'm like, yeah. They're yeah. like, are you moving? I'm like, yeah. Just, just sign here. Yeah, so basically I had them sign their own things, but no one's ever got hemmed up from it. So right. I don't know what's happening. I have a statue of limitations or whatever. Or they, you know, they, got, they, they go after guys like Daryl Strawberry. They're yeah. not going to look for guys. The they're feds not, aren't listening not to looking, the NAPSOC files. Yeah, they're not looking for truck drivers <laughs> like I was. So uh, – no, basically that's that's pretty much what did it, you know. Hmm. And and um, did you you've you've piled around with these folks, Tara Patrick and those? Yeah, guys? I mean, I used to drive them to Vegas back and mm. forth, and then she danced the Spearmint Rhino and sell like signed panties, and right. I'd, I'd have to collect money that was like being dropped by the it's, guys it, who go there. It's a fascinating like subculture. Uh, I'm not a big porn guy, but I I've hung amazing. around some people. I know one of them was a, his girlfriend was in porn for a number of years. She's she's kind of known. I can't say her name at this point. Um, but uh, yeah, so I got to have some dinners and, and hang out there. It's a weird, and then they don't trust you. Yeah, they, they don't know. trust you if you're not one of them. It's like no, cops. exactly. It's yeah. like that. We were doing that one thing a while back. I, I think it was like sex talk with like Danielle Stewart or something like yeah. that, and they had like this Evan Stone there. Yes. And he was the one saying that too. He's like, if you're not, he was calling people civilians and stuff like that. Right. So they have Normal their little, so yeah, exactly. Yeah. They have their little thing where they just go to these places and have sex without condoms and all kinds of other stuff because they know they're not going to get anything. They get tested for like, they, they get tested more than the normal human. Yeah. They get tested like every three minutes. It seems as though you would, you fit into, would fit into that industry or that world well, both on and off camera, I, I will say. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, I'm surprised that didn't take you in. Um, you know, I was very close to doing it and, uh, I was working with my former writing partner at one point mm-hmm. and, you know, I just started writing. I taught myself how to write basically just through reading like scripts and a couple yeah. other things and here and there. And I wrote this story about this fat kid in high school who basically, uh, really just kind of figured out that he was smarter than everybody else. And he used to get picked on all these other kind of things and he was poor and whatever, but he's like, I'm just smarter than everybody here. So I wrote a script, and you know it was panned by every single person that I knew. <laughs> Everybody's reader. like, "This is the fucking right. worst thing I ever wrote." Anybody I've ever read, I should say. So I was writing a couple other things. They're like, "Oh, you write bigger." So I started writing some other stuff, and everybody's like, "Oh, this is better. This is better. This is better." The old like you know mumbo jumbo everybody mm-hmm. gives you. And I you know I unearthed that thing after a while, like five years after that, and I'm like, "Wow, this is actually really funny now." I think it was ahead of its time. So my writing partner was able to slip into some managers and other things like that. And the same person who said it sucked mm-hmm. five years ago was like, this is the best thing I've ever read. It's so this town works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they're like, holy shit. And I was like, why was it not good five years ago, though? You know. And then um, next thing you know, got signed and uh, got management and agencies yeah. and going on the whole dog and pony show to like DreamWorks and all these right. other places and everybody's you, you know, managers are taking you to like Met games and you're going to parties where like swinger parties and I'm like wow this is great you know so you're 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 a good writer I know this for a fact as you, you've written a lot of things absolutely uh, uh, you had that one project the last uh, right about the time you came into Schmoes you released something uh, I saw on YouTube yeah it was a pilot yes pilot uh, yeah what was that about. Well, we sold it to FX, me and my writing partner. We went in half drunk. It was 9 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. They pushed, a, they pushed the, um, the meeting six months. Every, every, we were like – I mean we, we were supposed to go, oh, we can't do it today. Can't do it today. Can't do it today. So we were working with these guys over at Mosaic, Jimmy Miller's company. This guy, Sam Hansen, is a great guy. So um, he's like, I love this project. So we went in there, 
and we blindsided him with this like pitch board that we made up. Mm-hmm. It had like Eddie Murphy from Trading Places on it, and like the Taj Mahal. It was totally bizarre. It was. St- it looked like something out of like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. He's like, "You sure you want to go in with that?" I'm like, "Yeah, we're gonna go in with this. We're gonna knock it out." We had laser pointers and stuff, half drunk on tequila in a bottle because we were gonna tank the the pitch. Why? Just because on spite. Tank it on spite. On spite. On spite. Because it was FX. Yeah. yeah or just they, they they blew us off for six months. For six months. Yeah. We're like we have no chance at selling this, right? So, so screw it. We're doing it. Yeah. Exactly. So we're in there and we were just on fire. Like we were yeah. saying just unbelievable stuff. And the guy was like looking at us, and the girl was looking at us, and Sam, the guy we were working with, was like, "What the fuck are these guys doing in here?" Right. They bought the show in the room. In the room. In the room. And we were just like, are you serious? Offer on the napkin. Offer uh, right on the napkin. Right there. Right on, Right there. It, it, it's Ozzy eating a pigeon head. Yeah. If you just went in. It was so unbelievable. We just, I, I think we went on like a, a six-week bender after that. <laughs> you like to Miami and other places. It was As amazing. You should. Then what happens with that? Where did the, where's the development go? What's, how, we uh, shot it. We yeah. shot the pilot. Um, they... They were like, this is just so – there's like 35 episodes in one episode. It's so sporadic and so mm. unbelievable that it, it, we, we – sorry. But also that year they put on – they had room for three shows. Yeah. And it was uh, Wilford, uh, Louie, and some other one. Right. So, I mean, we, we were up against the – Some some heavyweights. Heavyweights. Gotta, it just wasn't going to work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You've got you yourself know. a But a I think Hobbit it's really funny. I'll, send you, I'll, I'll put out the link. Yeah, and you guys please do. Check it out. It's really funny. How do you approach writing now? How do you sit down and write? Um, I can't imagine it's like a normal cue card uh, no, it's screenwriter. Not. I mean, I, I, I don't believe in like, hey, I, I don't believe in like getting up at 9 in the morning and be like, hey, I'm going to write from 10 to 12. Right. Um I write stuff in my dreams sometimes. I, I I mean I've been known to like write forty page forty pages in like twenty minutes. Just crank it out. Just crank it out. I don't even know if that's humanly possible, but I believe you. It, it, it's definitely rough. I mean, yeah. it'd be. I mean, I take the the, the it needs Stallone to be Rocky. Yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, Stallone wrote Rocky in what two three days, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, but Mickey was a racist. Uh, uh, Talia Shire, uh, Adrian's character was Jewish. Hmm. It was it was really hardcore. Hmm. So so then you so you, you spew it out, spew it out, throw it against the wall, absolutely find the gems in there. Yes, one hundred percent. And then I'll read back and be like, "Holy shit! Yeah, this was I don't know what the hell I was on at that point." First of all, first of all, I can't even. I imagine. write sober though. Do you? Yes, I never. I've never wrote. I mean, I've probably woke up drunk, but sure, I've never been drinking but, and writing at the same time. You know, like I mean, I can't imagine you though waking. It's hard for me to even comprehend you just waking up normally, uh, taking a shit shower, shave, and heading to the store. It doesn't seem like you live that normal life. But no, no. definitely not. No, no, I don't. I like to take showers at night. Um, oh, I'm, I'm a night. I'm a night shower guy. Night shower guy. Yeah. Just stop there. Yeah. You just wait to the next one. Yeah, pretty much. Nothing in the morning, huh? Nah, not mm-hmm. a morning guy. Unless I'm with a chick. Okay. That's just. And then you make every, her take and, the shower. And we've had filthy sex all morning. <laughs> then yeah, I got to take a shower. That's what I. You're the. T- I can't imagine but I like the you. Pheromones. Yeah. I can't. I. I can imagine this. I can't imagine you going. I have to go to Target for something. No. It just doesn't seem you live that I kind never of go. life. I go. I go to Trader Joe's for everything. For <laughs> including yeah. the deodorant that's everything. made with like salt. Yes. That, yeah. Yes. Correct. <laughs> When I wear it, I use African uh, African uh, stuff. I, I get some uh, oil shipped from Africa. Right, it's an aphrodisiac. Chicks dig it. Oh, you, uh, you can smell my neck later. Tiffany always smells my neck. She loves me. I, I, I at a party, I've seen you try to get her to smell your neck, and it didn't. Yeah. It took a while. I don't know. Yeah, if it, it did happened. take a while. She did do it. She did do it. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about this. I don't yeah. know. That's so awesome. Let's talk about your first appearance on the Schmoes No podcast. Wow, that do, was that was crazy. Do you remember it well? I do. Everyone he, does. Well, Christian called me up. He's like, I really want to have you on the show. And yeah. I'm like, okay. And this was like, you know, he said that like three months before I even got on the show. Okay. I'm like, well, what do you want me to do? He's like, just be yourself. You know a lot about movies. And I'm like, I, I, I need it. I need a shtick. You know, and he's you like, wanted shtick. Yeah. And he's like, okay. He said, just come with it. Do whatever you want. And I'm right. like, all right. So I came in with the mask, obviously. Where'd you I, get the mask? I got the mask at a place called Scandinavian Grace in Brooklyn. It's, um, it was like a hipster store before mm-hmm. like hipsters were like cool and stuff like that. Are so, they now? Yeah. Well, now they're not even, well, they're in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I always tell chicks I smell too good to be a hipster because like you got a beard and stuff, and I'm like no, I'm like let's go to the bedroom. I'll show you what I'll show you. I'm definitely not a hipster. I'll show you what a hipster can't a hipster do. Hipster lasts like two seconds in the bedroom. <laughs> so, bottom line, um, I, I pick up this mask and I'm yeah. like, holy! I'm like, this is amazing. Let me describe it for the for those that don't know. It's this mask. It's like a crocheted one piece ski mask with a mustache beard combo. It is so it ends up looking like one beard mustache hair same color brown. Correct. I'm, I'm describing it correctly for from memory. I totally believe. correct. It's sheepskin. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I pick it up. I'm like, yeah, this thing maybe what twenty bucks, twenty five bucks. Mm-hmm. It was a hundred and seventy five dollars. <laughs> So I'm like, what is is this thing gonna blow me later? Like, what's going on? They make, they yeah, take it off the sheep right there. Yeah. So I'm looking at it. Put it on like, a loom. I put it on. I'm with a couple of guys. We're drinking and just hanging out in Brooklyn mm-hmm. and stuff like that with my cousins and stuff like that. They're like, that is the best thing I've ever seen. Some girl in there was like, I'd sleep with you with that on. And I was like, you know what? Let's ring this thing up. Ring it up. 175 well spent. And it was the best move. It's paid for itself <laughs> numerous <laughs> amounts of time times again. over. The merchandising rights alone. Yes. So you got this uh, This is maybe now. Uh, it's in phase three of the podcast. Uh, it is um, uh, 2000, late 2012? Uh, I think it was late. Uh, yes, 2012. Late 2012. Yes. Tiffany mm-hmm. hadn't joined regularly yet as a host. No. So we're having a bunch of guest hosts. And my friend, my good friend Megan Finley comes in and, and – uh, She's on the show, and uh, we're going. I think we're talking about mob movies. Yes, thanks. We were exactly. I'm a. I'm not a control freak, but I'm an organized freak at times, and so that's part of the, one of the reasons I produce the show. Christian is a lightning bolt of impulse thoughts, and my job is to Correct. grab all the impulse thoughts and put them down on paper and say, "Hey, here's what you came up with." Right. That's what I think my job is. So um, he, he he can throw me for loops sometimes, and this is one of those cases because the show was all booked. My good friend was coming in to guest host, and all of a sudden I get this, I think a text, "Hey, my friend Tom's going to be on the show. I'll see you there." I'm yeah. like, who the, what, and I couldn't pick you, again, I could pick you off a crowd, but the name, Tom, uh, just, just Yeah, we was, never really talk. It's, hey, Ken, how you doing? Yeah, good show yeah, tonight. Hey, right, right, yeah, right. good stuff. Yeah, good yeah. stuff. Um, so you, sh- you, I don't, you didn't show up right away, but it was like, and he's like, he's just going to do this thing. Yeah. So I'm thinking, oh, well, we got a, uh, we got a show to produce, and I produced yeah. the show. We got segments. We got segments and topics. Correct. Uh, what's he going to do? He's just going to walk around in the background for the first segment. He's going to, What? And that's what you did in the back. We had the little webcams at Toad Hop, yeah. and you're walking in the background with a beard, a Stallone mug, or did you have a regular mug? I had the Stallone mug that night too. Yeah, yeah. The Stone, and people are tweeting in who is in the background. So the anticipation's yes. building. Yes. And look, I'm from the world of pro wrestling. I can under, I can appreciate a gimmick and and a, and a work. And I thought it was going. And 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 so then uh, all of a sudden you're on air. You're sitting down. Yeah. And I I 
I can't even describe it. You're going to have to go back, folks, to the SK Podcast YouTube channel and find it. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll get the, the exact number from Christian um, later. But um, no one knew how to react to you. Well, I opened up. With and I'm sure you're used to that. My, oh, yeah, of course. I mean, people think I'm usually kidding, and it, right. they think it's a shtick. Right. But then after like a, an hour of the same stuff, they're like, this is who this person is. You yeah. know, and they either love it or hate it. Yeah. You know, and Megan hated it. She just did she not wanted know to basically kill me. She did. I, she's my, not a daisy. She's not a rose. Yeah. She's a, 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 the thorns on the rose. She just she, was so like was looking at me with like utter amazement of like what I was saying. I think she thought I was like heavily sedated on like some drugs or something. There was thoughts of that. Yeah. There was thoughts of that. But that, that's the crazy part about it. I was totally sober. My opening line was, has anybody seen Yoko Ono's clothing line? <laughs> and and everybody's like, okay, Somehow, is that scrolled on your, scrawled on your bedroom wall in blood? Yes, of um, course. So, yeah, it did. It threw us for a loop because it was, number one, it was his character wasn't going to break. You had this mask on. And again, okay, we can play. And then Ellis was a little, I could tell Ellis wasn't going for Flustered, it. Flustered, yeah. Exactly. I wasn't going for it. Megan, I knew her well. She wanted to punch you in the face. Yes. Uh, Christian later was like, she should have done it. Would have been yeah. great radio. Um, <laughs> and even at one point, I thought Christian was like, what did I unleash on the world? Yeah, I think because the verdict was very very much out because he's, yes. like, he's like, look, man. I loved it. I know you for you know some odd years now. It's your stick. I mean, I get it, but it's so hard for people to swallow sometimes because they just yeah. don't know. And you know, I, I think I told a line between cocky and confidence. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I'm not really a cocky guy. I'm not, I'm, I mean, I just I'm supremely confident. I know that now. I, yeah, now I know that. Yeah. and that's I'm being very sincere. You're yeah. not a cocky dude. I'm not. I'm a hundred percent not. I don't. Yeah. I don't really like to play that game. It's not my thing. I was. Yeah. I wasn't raised like that. You know. Mm-hmm. So. We're but not I think, sure how you were raised, but yes. no, well, yeah, I was raised by my uncle who I found a porn tape in his house. It was, yeah. it was unbelievable stuff. I'll tell you that story later. But uh, you know, I, I was raised very, very humbly. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and I do on to others as others, you know, do to me. And mm-hmm. I really, I mean, I, like I said, I was friends with these bullies in high school and all these other yeah. people. But I never did anything derogatory towards anybody, and it just was, yeah. wasn't my stick. Like, if, it, stick. If we go out and like, they be like, "We're gonna go bomb this guy's house with eggs," and I would hold the eggs and just throw them over the house and be like, "Oh yeah, I hit it," you know? Yeah, gotcha. I'm that guy. You're that guy. And mm-hmm. see, this is so the the the, I can't, the details of the that you were on for a while, right? If I recall, it was like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, maybe it was. You were on, yeah, for a they, whole yeah, they had me on for a while, yeah, for a while. So it was going, it was bizarre, and we were getting tweets in, "Who the hell's this guy?" We yeah. we couldn't figure it out, and. And uh, after the show, I think after you left, there was – I recall uh, details escaped me for legal reasons. There was a rather heated and animated conversation between me, Christian, and Mark Ellis on the sidewalk out front of the Toad Op Studios. I bet. Uh, about not so much that we didn't like it. It was more about what the hell was that? Yeah, and what are you going to ruin the show? I mean – And never gonna... again. Yeah. There was a lot of never agains. Yeah. And um, – <laughs> Christian, I felt you know he's obviously close to you, so yeah. I felt he felt a little bad. Maybe he set you up. I don't know. I'm I'm getting yeah. into Christian's not here to answer. Yeah. Uh, Mark's not here to answer either. Yeah. But I can tell you, it was a we actually some friends walked up to say hi and we shooed them away. Yes, it was like we're having a talk here. Yeah. mommy, daddy, and and son are talking. Correct. Um, and Christian 
It's hard to say no to Christian. Yeah, of course. If anyone out there listening, Christian Harloff is so good in a boardroom. He's so good in a meeting. Yeah. You will you will say absolutely not. And by the end of the meeting, you're like, you know what? It's a good idea. He could he could have defused World War II if he yeah. had a chance. That's what he ended up doing with you. Because yeah. I was like, I'm walking. I'm yeah. doing Nora Dunn walking off SNL in the week Andrew Dice Clay was on the show. Yeah. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm not going to be on it. Uh-huh. And Ellis was like, not with me here. Uh-huh. I only do it when I'm out of town. And right. Then, you worked your way back in, and I will give credit. Here's, there's two things that I loved about the situation, what it speaks to. Number one, he did say, I don't want to pull the mask back a little bit, but he did say, hey, you know what? He was, real, he was kind of nervous, and he felt a little bad, And which which, which syncs up to what you're telling me now. Mm-hmm. You're the guy who throows the eggs over the house. Absolutely. Um, and you were, you, so I'm like, all right, he's a human. Yes. Uh, I'm raised a nice guy, too. Yeah. Um, second was the power of Schmoville spoke. Because yes. you cannot deny immediately you were one of the more memorable things about the show. Love you or hate you, people had an opinion. That is gold. That's huge. In entertainment. Yep. So as much as I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it would happen. And Christian loves Stoke. He loves Stoke. And so when he finds, yeah, yeah. When he finds a little bit of controversy, he's yeah. going to dig it. He's going to dig it. And it kept growing, but I couldn't deny as the producer of the show or the organizer of Christian's thoughts. Yes. I could not, could not, I, there was no way I, gonna, I was going to win over the power of Schmoville. They tweeted, they wrote, who do you want on the show? Finstock, Finstock, <laughs> Finstock. So it became a thing. And then yeah. when Tiffany joins the show and you're lusting over her clavicles, oh, yeah. we're off and running. Oh, we're out yeah. of the port. The ship has sailed at this I, point. I think it was, you know, the Travolta story, the Alan Rickman story, <laughs> you know, the... And then you know, like is I said, that Travolta story real? Yeah, it's absolutely real. Can you tell it or tell parts of it? Yeah, of course. I mean, the thing was, you know, I work at this production company, and this mm-hmm. guy comes in, and uh, you know, I, I was sitting at the front desk at the time, mm-hmm. and he's just looking at me, and I'm like, "What is this guy looking at?" Right. So he mm-hmm. starts talking to me, and you know, ver- verbatim, it was like, "Do you work out?" The guys hit on you. The girls hit on you. Like. He he's like, what's your dad do? And like this they, this English English girl has like a she had like a, um, a cubicle next to me, and uh, he's winking at me and stuff. I'm like, is this guy for real? And then I had the Stallone mug there, obviously, because that's the only thing I drink coffee out of, and right. liquor or whatever. Right. So uh, he's like, why don't you have a cup of me? And I'm like, oh man, is it like a cup <laughs> of him, like real cup of him, or like? He's like, you know, memorabilia-wise, I was a big star. I'm like, I know who you are, dude. I'm a Grease fan. I mean, I'm not gay or anything, but, I, I, you know, I, I'm a Grease fan. And, uh, you know, and there's a couple other things that he was just really, like, on it. So my bosses come out and take him to the back. And uh-huh. everybody in my in my workforce, like, there's, like, 20 people who were mm-hmm. just like, what was going on up there? <laughs> and I was like, do you think he was hitting on me? They're like, hitting on you? This guy would have... He would have blew you behind the desk, maybe, you know. And I'm like, oh my god, behind the office fern. Yeah. So I was like, Jesus, right? So he comes out after the meeting, and he's like, and you know, I'm sitting there. I got, you know, I had like a tight shirt on or whatever. I know. I've never seen. I was in anything but. Yeah, yeah. I was in peak physical condition before. Yeah, because that was before I tore my Achilles. Yeah. So um, he's like, oh man, he's like your definition and like your traps. And I'm like, I'm like, I've never heard any guy say this before. And I'm like, it's getting really weird. It's Travolta, and I'm a fan. I mean, I love Saturday Night Fever, yeah. Saturday Night Live. I mean, not Saturday Night Live, uh, you know, uh, Staying Alive. Staying Alive. The whole thing. Directed by Sly Stallone. Yeah. And, uh, and Finola he, Hughes at her finest. Right. And he bumps into Frank. And John bumps into Frank in the, in the movie as well. Yes. So yes. It's, uh, I talked to Frank about it the other day. He's like, yeah, that guy's, you know, you know what he is. And I'm like, yeah. So um, 
he's, uh, you know, I'm handing him validations at the end of the night, you know, at the end of the day, because, you know, he needs a thing. Like he's got a limo downstairs or whatever. And he looks and he looks on the validation ticket and he's like, what, you know, you, you know, your phone number ain't on there? And I'm like, oh, man. And I'm like, hey, man, I... I, I don't know what to say. And then he just like, he's like, I'm just kidding. And then like, dub- <laughs> and he like double winked and left. And I was like, wow. And it's been a running joke for years. Yeah. And now, uh, this girl in my work, her, her husband's like a painter and like does some really high artwork. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this year we did a white elephant thing at, uh, our company and it was the last gift and I opened it up and it was a frame poster of me and John Travolta and, he, and I think uh, JT tweeted it out not too long ago and he's wearing like a Batman costume and I'm wearing a Robin costume and we're signing <laughs> a gay marriage certificate it's the best gift I've ever had in my whole entire life at, at any point during that interaction are you thinking maybe I'll just go with go with this for a little bit more to see how much more I can learn in hindsight I should have <laughs> let him blow me you know I'd be probably I'd probably got like 200 grand out of the right. deal you know, right. and a couple of like chunky candy bars or something. At what point you're like, I might take this one for the team just to see you know, the I story. I'll I, sh- have. I should have did it. Uh, in, in 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 hindsight, I, you know, a couple of glasses of whiskey. Hey, and there's it, still time, man. You know, I, if it ever happens it's again, a small town. Nah, he would have. Produ- I'd have been a star already. He yeah. produced a couple of movies, you know, yada, yada, you yada. Could've, you could have got that fat kid turned porn star movie made oh, real quick. Oh, my God. Yeah. That would have been <laughs> excellent. Are you kidding? Have you ever been in a long-term relationship that's of, of merit and seriousness? Yeah, I was in a relationship for about 10 years. With 10 the, years? Yeah, with the South, with, yeah, with the South American girl. Mm-hmm. I actually moved here um, from New York with her. Really? I was with her for about two years. And I'm like, look, you know, I was listening to Billy Joel, you know, uh, What's that one song? Was like, well, you get the haze house out in Hackensack. Mm-hmm. Is that all you get for your money? Like moving yeah. out, he's like, you know, he's like uh, doing stand up routines in L.A. And I'm yes. like, I listen to the song with her, and I'm like, you know what? I'm taking. I'm not, this is it. I'm I'm out of here. My yeah. friend, my friend has a, a place out here. He's, he's he's gonna let me stay. I've never been on a plane before in my whole entire life. Okay, I like, got a one way ticket to Los Angeles. Had a bald head and no beard. It came back three years later to New York, looking like Jesus. <laughs> About twenty pounds lighter, and just people were like, who? My aunt that? and my family were like, "Who the fuck are you?" Because I went, I came back. You always with, shaved your head and everything. And yeah, you had a shaved head. Okay. And like, I mean, I worked at places where you really couldn't have like beards and yeah, all yeah, kinds yeah. of things. And I was just living a life. I mean, I was telling stories and like Fridays and making everybody laugh. And the night ended at twelve o'clock because everybody's pretty lame. Right. And I would just go home and be like, I, I, "I'm worth more than this. Something yeah. has to happen here." You want to find your find right. your worth. I was having crazy anxiety attacks and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, I'd go to a doctor and things, and they're like, there's nothing wrong with you. And then one person said, do you like your life? And I'm like, that's a really Boom. good question. Light bulb goes off. Boom. Exactly. A powerful lesson. Oh, my God, yeah. A powerful lesson. You exactly. pack up and go. I packed up and go- and went, man. I dropped on. I jumped on a plane. I did- took a couple of Xanax because I was scared shit of flying because I never did never it. Done it. No. I didn't fly till late either. Um, yeah. Did you take her with you? I, I, I sat around a bench. We we uh, we were used to we were riding mountain bikes uh, mm-hmm. over in the city, like muppets. Sat, yeah, I sat around the bench, and I was like, "Look, I'm leaving. You want to come? That's it." I mm-hmm. go, "I'm not. I, I can't guarantee you anything here. I'm not guaranteeing you survival. I'm not guaranteeing you anything. <laughs> Your safety. Yeah, I'm not guaranteeing anything. None of that. I don't know what's going to happen out here. <laughs> not an American. But I'm taking Airlines. a chance because I don't. I don't. I don't want to. I, I, I don't want to go crazy. And I, I believe that the world. Mm-hmm. needs me somehow i just don't know what it is yet the world needs finn's dog yeah so i was like i need to get out of here man and she's like yeah i'll come and i'm like all right 
All right, so she comes with you. Yeah. She's on the plane with you? Yeah. That'd... How much longer did it last once you get out here? Uh, about seven years. Wow. Yeah. So, this so... Is, when was the last time you were in this relationship? How long ago? About two years ago. Okay. I yeah. haven't known you in that time. Um, you know, the relationship was over probably about three years before it ended. Hmm. And we were separated a couple of times here and there. Okay. And I would just do crazy stuff. And like, I just, I, I can't imagine you in a, in a relationship. And that's, I'm not saying that in some insulting manner. I don't no, mean it that way, but I just, it seems like to have those kind of walls around you seems, uh, it seems like, uh, putting a bear in a, in a small bathroom and hoping for the best. That's uh, sort of what it came down yeah. to, you know, and that's yeah. sort of what it came down to. And she's seen it. The, the thing was, I equate it to point where, you know, it's infrastructure. Mm-hmm. You know when you know in a your relationship. I don't know if you were in one for a long period of time or anything like that. Yeah. When there's like a broken window on like the fortieth floor of an eighty-story mm-hmm. skyscraper, it's easily fixable. Right. Our relationship had infrastructure problems. Like if a fat person walked mm-hmm. by, the building might collapse. Clump. Yeah, exactly. And Clump. I was like, "That's unfixable." Okay. And I was moving. At I'd wake up. I'd have these crazy dreams a lot where I was running out of a burning building, and I'd make it out properly, mm-hmm. but then I have to go in and save her, <laughs> and then we both get burned. And you didn't want to do it. And I, and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Finally, one of the dreams you're like, let her burn. Then I exactly. Mm-hmm. Then I started like coming into my own. As a you know, as a semi sex symbol, right? And right, you semi. Know, yeah, semi. I've seen that picture in your room, like yeah, in your living room, of yeah, you, uh, with the it's, mug and the glasses and the jacket. I don't uh, know if it's semi, buddy. That's amazing. That's full sprung. Oh, it's amazing. So um, that sold at a, that sold at an auto uh, at an auction as well. Mm. Really funny stuff. Uh, this mm. guy, antique you know, roadshow. He was a he was a, a photographer, and he's like, dude, I sold two of your pictures. I'm like, you're kidding. I'm like, which one? He's like, the one with the stolen mug, and there's another one with me, me with no shirt on with a mask, just yeah. standing there. Yeah. And I was like, where is that now? He's like, I didn't follow the person. I'm like, I'd love to see whether or not where that is now. What the is hell it are somebody's they ma- is it over somebody's mantelpiece? Is, is, it, is, not, it, is it the Kramer? It's not JTE, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> maybe. 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 Oh, man. It might be some of our more zealous fans. That's true. But um, yeah, man, that's that's basically what it came down to. And um, we, we called it quits after a while because, I mean, I just became – I was – I, I couldn't resist temptation anymore. You know, I was getting hit on by like doctors and lawyers and uh-huh. attorneys and, John Travolta. And, and, yeah, and John Travolta and women that were just really super ambitious. And mm-hmm. I think if you're in a relationship where the one person is just lazy, yeah. it brings you down. And I couldn't deal with it anymore because okay. I was moving at the speed of light and she was moving at a snail's pace. <laughs> You're driving around with the wind in your hair, going, oh. "Baby, follow me." But you were Todd in Parker style, yeah. So, so marriage, kids—that uh, doesn't seem right for you at this point. Normal? That seems too normal for you. Yeah, I, I mean, can't imagine that. You know, I mean, I did. I, I like dating all kinds of races. You know, yeah, I was dating. I was dating an Indian chick. She mm. was. Uh, she nicknamed me uh, Chief Lots of. Chief lots of dick. Um, then, then I was dating like an esthetician, like a and, translation on that. Yeah, okay. and all these other things. Yeah, I mean, I just like I just like women in all shapes and sizes, and I don't discriminate. Yeah. So, uh, well, clearly because you, uh, patent pending, created the thing t- uh, tender roulette, 
right? Yes, yes, correct. So we, we, t- we talked about the dating website Tinder with Mark Riley. Riley has found love and a happy, fulfilling relationship. I know yes. another friend of mine who's now in a relationship with someone she met on t- Tinder. You, though, are like, I just press the like button on every one of them and, yes. and see what I get. Absolutely. How has that worked for you? It's fantastic. Stories um, that you could tell on a, on a oh, semi-family yeah. show. I mean, I, I, met some, I met some girl with a. She didn't even have an arm the other day. Like it was no. a half arm. Yeah, it was a. It was a. It was a whatever. It was like a stub arm. A penub. Yeah, but it was amazing. I mean, the girl was beautiful. Yeah, I, yeah, I wound up having sex with her. I mean, I don't care. You're, I mean, it, it worked you're, out. You, you said you're not discriminatory. See, I mean, you're, you're, you only need I mean, a girl that really needs one hand anyway. <laughs> I mean, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> yeah. Well, so where do you meet these women on your yacht? Yeah, I mean, well, no, I take them to my lair. Uh, <laughs> my, my my spot is either Jones on Third, no, Jones on Santa Monica, or like Bar Lubitsch, where uh, I'm like, oh, coincidentally, they're like, well, did you drive here? I'm like, no, I walked here. They're like, where's your house? I'm like, oh, down the block. And next thing you know, do 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 do, we're in mm-hmm. the bed, you know, and they're staring up at the, you know, the Finstock uh, picture with <laughs> yeah, the it above, yeah, with it the, above you, yeah. Any yeah. any scary experiences where like I got to get out of here? Uh. No, As no girls try to kill you. Not yet, not yeah. yet. There's a couple. Of, there's a couple of stalkers, mm-hmm. but uh, you know that's 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 to be. Uh, you know, it is you leave them lying in your wake. Yeah, you know the thing is, I'm such a nice guy, and girls think I'm a really nice guy, which I am. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I to can s- see that. I don't know how to say no to people, uh-huh. okay. and that is one of my faults. You know. I always give maybes, probabilities. Oh yeah, it's looking good. Yeah. Oh, the forecast is yeah. It's I'm like that magic eight ball. Yeah. You know, without the no, <laughs> and and people are like, just say goddamn no, and then you know sometimes I have to do that, and then I feel weird about it. You don't like and, you don't like throwing those eggs at the house. Yeah, I don't like doing it. This is I, going back to your childhood. I, exactly. When you were alone in the orphanage. Yeah. Cowering I, in the corner. I clearly need a lot of therapy. It's going to happen eventually. I just, I mean, my company will pay for it. They'll pay for it? Yeah, but I don't know if I want you to get this now. No, they like me the way I am. I, I think, They're like, you don't need therapy. Wait till you're like 50 or yeah, something like that. Yeah, I mean, you're the type of guy, we were outside one of the studios and you were in the corner. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, you're gathering yourself and you were pissing into a bottle. Yeah. Like, you were just, you just do things like that because yeah. you just live by a different code. Yeah, I, I mean, I want think, you to change. I think people who follow rules, especially made up ones, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are, are just doing it all wrong. You know, and I think that's a problem with America nowadays. Uh-huh. Everybody's just following these like fake rules, like these unwritten rules that are like unwritten for like no apparent reason. We're talking like baseball rules here? Where yeah, we can't just cross like, the pitcher's mound? What yeah, or like bunting like the ninth inning on a no hitter. <laughs> yeah, like things like that. And I'm like, I get it sometimes, but I'm like, says who? You know? I get that a lot from you. You know? I'm yeah, like, says who? I can't yeah. do this. Christian's like, you can't do that. You can't do that. And I'm like, says who? How, okay, let me ask you about that. Your relationship with Christian. When did that start? Um, we we actually really hit it off really well. Um, okay. You know, uh, like I said, my former writing partner and this guy mm-hmm. was friends with him, and they all went to Florida State and stuff like that. So he started introducing me to these guys, and most I mean most of them are my great friends and still to this day. Yeah, you know, better friends that I've had ever in my whole entire life. Just ambitious guys, really fun guys, just mm-hmm. off the cuff, alcoholic. Drug addict, crazy. crazy maniac people. I know. I've met 2006. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. That was just great, you know. And yeah. going for their dreams, and I was like, wow, it's really cool that somebody actually thinks when, you know, I know guys like my cousins are like 24 in New York, and they feel old. I'm like, dude, you, yeah. and like life starts when you're 30. Like, right? you need to get a grip. Right. Talking about you're old at 24, what are you going to marry a couple of your high school sweetheart, <laughs> and then you know, five years from now, you're going to be you know having sex with her and watching a paint dry on the on the on the ceiling. Right. I go. 
you know, I always said, you know, you marry the first girl you sleep with, you're a loser. <laughs> it's pretty much, it's pretty much the case. And, uh, and you know, like forty percent of the people in the world do that because they don't think they're ever going to yeah, get vagina yeah. again. They, yeah, okay, I get it. I get but, it. But you know, me and Christian, we hit it off very, very easily. I mean, he was, he was, he was, he was fully immersed in the comic world at that point. You know, right. and we'd always laugh and have good times and jokes. He's like, hey, you should do stand-up. I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready for that just yet. Uh, or no, I don't think I ever will be. I mean, it takes a, it takes something special to be a stand-up guy. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm just so off the cuff. And mm-hmm. I, like I said, I'm counter-puncher. I mean, I might be able to do like what Rick Ingram does and like Ingram, just, yeah. just be like... Great crowd work guy. Yeah, crowd yeah. work guy and things like mm. that. As for material, eh. You know what I mean? It seems stand-up might be too constraining for you. Yes, absolutely. Have you uh, ever tried storytelling? No, but that's something I could possibly do. Because yeah. I, 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 I could get you started on that, and you might... Uh, that might work. It might be an interesting uh, experiment. Yeah. Because I know you could tell them. Oh, yeah. I could definitely do that. Um, hmm. Interesting. That's something like that might So work. you met Christian, you said, about 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um out here, but you had met him previously in New York? Yeah, in the Boston Comedy Club. Boston, that's, you met him in Boston, right? Yeah, he was talking about like vaginas look like bologna slices and some other crazy stuff. He was yelling, throwing the mic around. He got heckled. It was it was nuts. <laughs> he was funny. I mean, he, he, he you know what he did? He, you know what uh, I think his problem was? He stepped on a lot of his jokes. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, he didn't let the crowd laugh enough. Okay. Yeah. He, well, he's high energy. Yeah, that's what he, he is now. He is in real life. He is right. off air on, on exactly. air. Exactly. He's a he, he's a go 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 type of guy. He's, so there's no deadpan in. So him. did you like him the first time you saw him, or you're kind of? I thought like, he was kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, I'm a dice guy. Gotcha. I mean, dice is my guy. Yeah. Um, and so is Carlin, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, Todd, this all, this Todd, Todd Tucker, and somebody else, or Jimmy, Jimmy, Tommy, and Joey whooped the shit out of Todd Tucker and. <laughs> Whatever the guy's name is, nine out of ten times. <laughs> so uh, then you meet him out here again, and you guys, because of this Florida State connection with some of your other friends, you guys become yeah. friends. Yeah, we started shooting some little videos, mm-hmm. doing some other things, and we just really vibed to, together on a comedic level. Mm-hmm. We made each other laugh all the time. We started dating some different chicks, you know. Yeah, uh, probably at the same time. But uh, yeah. one, one of my favorite things is watching Christian is your biggest champion. Yeah, and so he'll bring you in, and then I yeah. love watching sometimes when he's like, "Oh no, what have I done?" You yeah. see it in his face, yeah, and he tries to shut you down, and you yeah. don't go down so easily. So no. it's almost like he's unleashed this tornado, yeah, and he can't get you back into the box. Yeah, Do you guys have that kind of relationship. Well, sometimes he calls me. He's like, "All right, let's go over the agenda for the show tonight," <laughs> and I won't. I'll have it on speakerphone and just like be cooking food. And he's like, "Yeah, I got it." I'm like, "I got everything. Uh, let's do it. We're gonna knock it out of park." And then I come in with a totally different agenda. You throw it off. Yeah, and he's like, "What are you doing?" Like. We rehearsed this. Did, did you do that last time when you had, when Alicia was on the show? Because uh, I wasn't. It was, no, it I was, was just. I was, was not I, the show. I wasn't. I wasn't there. You, you weren't there. And you came in to do my news with yes. a, a tie, a jacket, and no shirt on. Yes. And uh, it seemed like you got him a little flummoxed later in the show. Yeah, uh, because you know it's the it's the three story thing, and there's there's sometimes ungoogleable facts. Okay. Like yeah, where do you get these stories? Um, mostly just through like random like websites and like I'm a, I'm a 30 answer Jeopardy guy every single day. Gotcha. Like, 
I mean, I'm, I'm dumb smart like that. And to be clear to those who may be not familiar with this character, and if you've last, lasted this long, there's hope that you're going to stay to the end of this one here because uh, you're fascinated by this guy like a lot of people are. When he comes on the Schmoes No Podcast, we play a game where Finstock tells a story, and we have to guess what, if the story was true or what elements of the story will, are true. Correct. More often than not, it's true. Yes. So where are you getting that stuff? Well, the thing is, I embellished the truth. Gotcha. So it seems so far out there that they think nothing is true. Right. But it, most of the time, it really is. Hmm. Like the, the Brando story with the cat, and he yeah. found him at the Chinese the, you know Chinese place next to the Archie Bunker set and like all these other things. You know, um, the, the cat's name was Sloppy Sal, and, and I was like – and there's no there's – no, nobody named the cat. So I was mm-hmm. like, maybe I can get away with this because it's ungoogleable anyway. Mm-hmm. And then Christian's like, it's not Sloppy Sal. I told you to say Sloppy Sal somewhere in the, in the thing. I'm like, why did you say that? And so people, people would have believed it was Sloppy Sal and that was it. You know? So I'm like, ah, whatever. You know? And it, it, he's over it, obviously. And it's, it, makes, it makes for good radio. Okay. You know? And, and it's controversy. And when people yell and do things like that, it's, you know, you watch Stern and, and, yeah. and places like that. And you want to yell at people. You want to be like, you're not stupid. Script. Who are you? And then, you know, the next thing you know, you, everybody goes crazy. Like I said, man, people, people have reacted to you. They're taking to you. We, I, I, I put this out to Facebook, to the Schmoville fan group, about anything uh, that people want to ask. And everyone put a lot of good questions. Some of them I've already uh, uh, put out there. But there's some uh, interesting ones. Michael... Uh, Siskowick asks, is there a situation uh, or no situation that he hasn't been able to talk his way out of? Um, no, actually not. Um, so I'm stuck in some alley outside New York, three Cubans with knives trying to oh, come could, at you. I could talk you can get out of it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, Close you, calls? You know, I've only been one fight my whole entire life, mm-hmm. and it's because the guy stole like $50 out of my house. And then he was buying pizza for everybody, including me at the pizza parlor. <laughs> and the guy was like dirt poor. So my grandmother gave me like $50 like on her deathbed. So mm-hmm. – and you know, I had to buy my N- Nintendo and he was there and I knew he was like a dirtbag thief. And then next thing you know, he's buying pizza for everybody. So I'm like – and he pays with a $50 bill. I'm like, is this guy crazy? And does he think? He's like, oh, my dad gave it to me. I'm like, your dad's in jail. And it, he's like, well, he sent it. And I'm like, no, he didn't send anything. So I had to fight with him in the pizza parlor. <laughs> And uh, that way I was like, I got to fight this guy, you know, over the money, over uh, the principle of the money, over the principle of the money. You could have loaned him the 50 bucks if you wanted. But yeah, but he's a loser. He's dead now. He actually died. He committed suicide. He's a loser. Sounds like you got what was coming to him then. If if I'm believing your story. I think he was just like, hey, I'm going to steal from everybody because I'm going to commit suicide anyway. So it doesn't really make a difference. You get a lot of questions. Eva Vanis is leading the charge on this question. It's about what. uh, What, what What's her name? Eva Vanis. She cute. Uh, the pictures of some teddy bear on the page. I'll let you decide later. Okay. Um, Eva. What What were you like when you were younger? What did you want to be when you grew up? And also, how much head trauma had you have you sustained as a child? Uh, the last one's a funny joke. Ha ha! She puts a winky face. However, uh, at what point? Again, what point did you know you were touched? Kindergarten. Okay. Um, I used to play these like really weird games. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I was in Cal- I went to Catholic school. Yeah, but I got kicked out. And the reason why I kicked out by the was, nuns or Jesus, uh, I got kicked out by the, the priests and the nuns, and I used to get hit with the rulers all the time. Uh, but the thing was, I I was uh, I always questioned the belief system. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, I they'd raise they're like Jesus turned water into wine. I'm like, well, Jesus was the first you know magician, and they're like, what? And I'm like, what what, what what are you talking about? I'm like, he was the first one to pull the bait and switch technique. They're like, what are you talking about? I was like, when he was sitting at the table with the apostles, 
you know, the water would be there and he'd be like, hey, Joseph and Zachariah or Jacob, whatever these apostles' names are. Uh, he'd tell him to look over that way. He'd go, reach under the table, put the wine in the thing, and then voila, he turns water into wine. And then years and later, they're, they're writing about wine. Yeah, yeah exactly. And people are, and the, the nuns are like, we need to go see the priest immediately. So I had to go to confessions, and I'd be like, yeah, I stole money from my mom. I was, uh, you know, and I'd be like, hey, I'd, you know, I'd, 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 I'd full frontal nudity some like old lady <laughs> in the street, and they were like, this guy's nuts, right? So I really wanted to get kicked out. So basically, I would just question everything Jesus did. I'm like, did you really think he walked on water? I'm like, I, I don't believe that. And then I was like, he got persecuted because he was uh, a problem to the system that was running over there. And they were just like, this guy is too too much for us here. He's going to corrupt everybody in the whole Catholic school system over here. Maybe you're making too much sense to them. Or yeah, that, that's sort yeah. of what it was. Yeah, yeah. So the, the, the nuns are like, you got to get out of here. So basically... Um, I coerced this dude yeah. to put to whip out. He was like a half retard anyway. Well, half handicapped or whatever. Sorry. And uh, I, I was like, why don't you? He's he liked this girl. I'm like, you know what the best thing to do is just whip your cock out on this desk and right in front of her. And he's like, really? And I was like, yeah, just do it, dude. It's all right. Everybody will love it. He got kicked out. I got kicked out for orchestrating it. Uh huh. And my mom's like, did you do that? I'm like, yeah. I didn't want. I got to get out of school anyway. It was too much for me. And so, so basically that's that it. was the start of it yes that's that was the start that of it. has been the same ever since ever for since. those asking oh boy gosh i mean there's some other great questions on here but uh, i'll answer them dude we got, um, we got all night well uh do you have a name for the beard mask um, joshua stein asks that you know that's a good question i never really uh thought about that i would say finstock i mean when i it's yeah. almost like jim carrey with the mask when i put that eye become you become finstock, you yeah. become where does the name bobby finstock come from is the question andres mendoza asks i i kind of know where the genesis of but um it was it was really funny me and this guy uh michael ponce is, mm. uh, you should follow him at uh mm. mike ponce photog on twitter he's great he's a really funny guy um we were sitting there and just smoking, drinking, and watching Teen Wolf. Mm-hmm. And the and the, fin, and the and the part where Finstock was talking to Michael J. Fox in the in the office mm-hmm. when he's like eating Kentucky Fried Chicken, he's like, "Yeah, you know, he's a third stringer. The guy's a loser." You know, he's like, after the thing ended, he pressed pause and he goes, "That's you." <laughs> he goes, "That's you." He goes, "I when he talks, I seen you there." And he's like, "I'm going to start calling you Finstock from now on." And I'm like, "I'm with that." And this was about 10 years ago. So oh, this has been a while. Yeah. And he was the only one who called me it. Gotcha. He's like, fan stock. And everybody's like, what the fuck is this? What's that mean? What's uh, yeah. And then uh, it just started catching on and catching on and catching on. And then Christian started calling me it. And that's all they knew me as. Okay. You know, because we're big. All our all our friends are big on nicknames. Yeah. Like, I don't even know. I know this guy 12 years. and I don't even know the guy's first name. Like, mm. his name is Perm. At, and, and then someone said, where's Jay at? I'm like, I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> They're like, Jay, Jay Perm. And I'm like, is that his first name? That's I thought his, his name was John. And I was like, wow. Okay. Yeah, stuff like that. So we're friends with the guy. The Schmoes Know just provided you the platform to take this thing, you, to your personality to the next level then. And, and, oh, and my put it God. out there for the public to take in. It's made my life so much more happier and so much more fulfilling <laughs> in a lot of ways because there's actually – I think there's actually people who need the lunacy. Uh-huh. You know, I think everybody is so scared right now and politically correct yeah. that I think uh, – you know, I think I'm sort of a breath of fresh air at times. Maybe. I mean, I guess that's the appeal. I, I, I'm, I get you now, and I think you're hilarious now, and I get it, but at the same time, when I struggle, and even now, I'll say, it's hard to put a finger on what you bring to the table, but you're, you're saying you bring sunshine to dark places. Right. Uh, people are, you're saying what people 
are afraid to say or how they're afraid to act. Yeah, absolutely. I think the world is – I mean I, know, I'd love for Tiffany to sniff my neck. I don't have the clone for her to do it. So yeah. you're – what you're saying is – It's a Genesee Qua Here we thing. go. It's a big Genesee Qua thing. Um, <laughs> I mean look. I, I mean, love you, Tiff. We need – exactly. I think the world needs a little less Tyler Perry and a lot more Archie Bunker. You know? uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I Yeah. So basically what you're saying is if I would have walked in this door with two chicks, you would have been like, okay. It's about right. I wouldn't have been surprised. I wouldn't have been surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. You just walked up like a normal dude with a piece of paper, uh, no all, mask. That's and, all. Yeah, uh, that's all. You didn't want mean. water. You wanted uh, that. that I definitely wanted whiskey. Yeah. I, I want to get into uh, – uh, Go for it. Take it. You're such a – I, I always said that I loved your stand-up out of everybody. No disrespect to Mark Ellis. I thought your stand-up was fantastic. Back in the day? Yes. That oh, was fantastic. You. Uh, uh, you, about you, you always made me laugh. There's four you, of you. The White Pot Comedy thing and a couple yeah. of other things was always fantastic. I'm like, this guy's hmm. really fucking funny. Hmm. You know? Yeah. And Christian was, you know, he's like, yeah, hey, yeah, he's a good guy. You know? And then uh, I was like, yeah. I, I, I was like, I go to your shows mainly for him and the other guy. Uh, I forget his name. Not Santini, whatever. Santini's funny too, but mm. uh, the other guy, uh, Dalia, who was there? At the yeah, Dalia at the time. I was like, that guy's really funny too. I mean, yeah, obviously, Dalia he's was. took off to yeah. astronomical levels. Yeah, I did not, but yeah. No, oh, no, nah, you're still, you, you, dude. Your nose, your news, your news kills me. It's unbelievable. <laughs> but I mean, I know you're a big wrestling fan, and so am I. Yes, um, yes. I grew up on wrestling. My dad used to. I had front row seats to the snooker. Uh, Tom Morocco steel cage match in the garden. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Historic match. Dude, unbelievable. I mean, it makes stuff. sense that you would like pro wrestling. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was, it yeah. was something that was, it, it definitely orchestrated my life. Yeah. Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling and mm-hmm. whatever it was. My brother was actually friends with Captain Lou Albano. They both lived in Mayapak before he died. Hmm. Um, which is good. Captain Lou. So I have a couple of, uh, I have a couple of good trivia questions for oh, you that okay. you may, may, may or not be okay. able to answer. We'll we're see. Doing, we're doing a segment. I love it. I love it. Wrestling trivia. Here we go. George the Animal Steel yeah. was in a mainstream movie. Yeah. What was it? Um, Ed Wood. Right. Okay. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Who threw in the towel when Bob Backlund was in the camel clutch? Uh, with the Iron Sheik. Arnold Scotland. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing stuff. <laughs> Who was called... The Olympic strongman. Ken Patera. Correct. Yeah. I'm not giving these answers. <laughs> no, the folks, this good. is all legit. This, this is, all... is a tough one. Okay. This is a tough one. I know this one, and okay. it's an infamous photo and things like that. You might – I, I, I think okay. you'll get this. Who broke Wahoo McDaniel's leg? Oh, boy. That's a tough one. That's to say the, the, the toughest one for last. Was it Stan Hansen? No. Okay. Missed it. He actually wore a shirt that said he did it. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God. God bless it. And he pointed to it. He's actually part of the Juggaloos now in the Insane Clown Posse. Oh, wow. Wow. I, I know the moment you say I'm going to know, I, I remember Wahoo broke his leg uh, early on, but I. Uh, it's not one man gang. Nope. Yeah. Who is it? Greg? The Hammer, oh. <laughs> Valentine. I just saw the Hammer over at CAC in Vegas at the he's convention. I was at complete wreck. He is. I I've seen he's a raging bowl. alcoholic. Oh, he's now he's always when we're at, we're at the Gold Coast Casino. That's where we do our CAC, the California the Cauliflower Alley Union Club. Yes, he's always at Fridays or at bowling. Oh yeah, and he looks 
Oh, he's a trainer. I wouldn't want to mess with him. He'd probably break my leg. Oh, his forearms are still good. Yeah. He broke Wahoo's leg. Absolutely. Yeah. If, no, the, right. the, you got you got most of them. I so did all right. Okay. That's that's did always right. a good thing. I love that. You know. I love that. When did you do you still watch wrestling now? Or did it stop? No. The peak? I, I stopped. Wrestling's changed. Uh, it changed. I, I was there for the glory years. Yeah. Um, it stopped for me around like the Undertaker stuff. I wasn't really oh, into that. Like so you didn't get was, as far as the Attitude Era in the late nineties. No. I was Hogan. Piper, Cowboy Bob Orton, Bruno San Martino, Bob Backlund, mm-hmm. uh, you mm-hmm. know, The Sheik. Uh, I was a big NWA fan. I mean, Ric Flair is my favorite personality of all time. I see that. I met him in a club the one time. It was amazing. <laughs> He's with two hot black chicks, right? No one's saying anything to him. I go up to him. I'm like, Nature Boy? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, you got the best hair in the whole entire universe. <laughs> Right, and he's like, okay. So, and, and I started doing some lines. I'm like, I got more houses than you have friends. And he starts going into this spiel. He's like, man, I don't think anybody notices me anymore. And I'm like, I do. I was like, here's, I'm, I go, look, man, I know it's loud in here. Mm-hmm. My friend is the biggest fan of yours ever. And he was on the New York Times. This was like yeah. two o'clock in the morning, LA right. time. I call this guy five in the morning, and I'm like, yo, what's up, dude? I mean, whatever, you know. He's like, what are you calling me so early? And I'm like, dude, I'm going to put on the nature boy for you. And he's like, yeah, right. And I'm like, just give him a woo. And, and Flair's, Flair's like, woo. And the guy's like, oh, stop kidding around, whatever the case may be. So I took a picture with him, <laughs> sent it to the guy the next day. I'm like, that was the nature boy, and he wanted to talk to you. You just fucked up. You ruined. Yeah. You ruined your you life. Ruined it. And he's with two hot black chicks. I'm like, well, this guy's the best. And he uh, didn't ask you to join? I mean, you know, I tried, I tried to. A few more minutes for Finstock and he might have been able to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what drew you to wrestling as a kid? Is it is it the, the storytelling? The no, theatrics? my dad used to bring me to, bring me to the thing. Yeah. And he used to bring me, and I was like, this is fantastic. He was a big fan. It makes uh, sense. You could be a, you would have been a great heel in the old territory days. I think I could have been a good manager. Yeah, yeah. You know? You could moving from town to town. You would have been the type of wrestler like Piper tells those stories. If you'd be in the, uh, the, uh, the 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 restaurant afterwards at the Flapjack House, you yeah. know, someone trying to stab you with a yeah. knife because of Ex- something you did at the show. Yeah, exactly, taking things a little too literal. <laughs> it's a job, people. I can see that. But people do that all the time, man. I don't understand the fascination. Like the guy from uh, Dirty Harry when he played uh, the Scorpio Killer or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Remember that. He was in Cobra we were talking about the other day. People are actually giving him death threats because he played the part so well. Mm-hmm. And he's telling people, I was playing a part. Yeah. Like how – what – I think the same people who write fan mail and like – like who get so yeah. like crazy about these things. Like it'd be, these people are just normal people and they're playing something here. It you seems know? like you would you'd be the recipient of some of those emails. If, yeah, I think I might be. Perhaps the farther we go with Schmoes know as the brand expands and the I'm fan base for, grows. Yeah, I'm waiting for a couple. Of Maybe you got some people trying to defend Tiffany's honor. That's true too. There's if you a lot were, of crazy people, and some of them seem like virgins. <laughs> so it's a possibility. If you were actually given the opportunity to go on the date, we have this thing going on in Schmoes know. If if the fans react and get behind us, and we hit number one on iTunes, Tiffany has agreed to go on a date with you. Yes, affected as it may be. But if you were given that chance in reality. Outside of outside of any uh, any uh, uh, nocturnal activities, um, what would your date be like? Well, I mean, I'm a really I'm a really for? sensual guy. I right. mean, I'm very when when I get a good you know uh, vibe going with a girl, um, I let them talk a lot. 
you know, I'll ask them great questions about their life and things like that. And I'll just sit back and let it go. And then I might flex my chest out a little bit, give them a little bit of yeah, like, you know, good reason. Yeah. You know, a little next vibe. I'll, you know, make sure they smell me and things like that. Um, you know, I would definitely let her talk a lot and mm-hmm. make her feel really empowered. Um, and then just start like if the place gets loud, I'll start talking in her ear and just like light caressing things like that. I'll get them. I'll get, I think I'll get her turned on, but I don't know if I could seal a deal with her because I don't really yeah. think she's that. You know, I think she's receptive to or, or receptive, Re- reciprocative. Re- yeah, reciprocative. Yeah, to to like guy movements. I, I think it, it's going to take three, four months for a guy to you know for a guy to even maybe get up her shirt. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think she can. She is immune to your uh, charms. Yeah, she, she's she is. very secure in in her dislike of you. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's very convicting. Yes, in her heart. But I think there's some some deep down inside. Mm-hmm. There is an intrigue that is yeah. itching her to it, figure it out. You know what it reminds me of? I'm drawing the conclusion to the scene with Charlie Sheen and Jennifer Grey and Ferris Bueller. Yes, you're Charlie Sheen on that police yep. bench. There's intrigue. She's like. Mm, but then you're like, yeah, yeah, you got nice clavicles. Absolutely. It's, there's an intrigue thing, I think, that she thinks about it. Now, mm-hmm. if she was like a raging nipple maniac, she might take me up on that. Mm-hmm. I don't think she is. I think she cares about a lot about her career. Yeah. But I also think that because I'm scared of people who don't drink that much and mm-hmm. don't get out of their mindset. Mm-hmm. And if a girl says I don't drink, and I'm like not even wine at dinner or anything like that, I'm like I can't deal with you. Right. Not saying like hey, like you know if they were like a raging alcoholic in college and, and like gang bang like a whole fucking football team or something like that, I get it why you're not drinking anymore because that's what happens. <laughs> but you, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah but it's like merit, you yeah. gotta have a glass of wine mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. some spaghetti or something like that. Right. Like, let, like let loose a little bit. And I talk to girls every once in a while, like, oh, yeah, I just go to the gym or, like, you know, I'll go volunteer at a dog kennel. I'm like, lose my number. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't want any goodwill from them. What, no. what, what is the type – if there was one type of woman, not just physically, but one type of woman that could corral Finstock, is there one out there that could do it? You know who I like? I like, I like girls who are funny and cute mm-hmm. and it can make me laugh and it's not easy to do. I'm a big fan of Abby Elliott. I think she's really from SNL. Yeah, Chris Elliott's daughter. Yeah, I think she's really hot. I, I like that. Yeah, I, I like think that. she's really, really cute. I mean, I'm not looking for like, you know, these like uh, Adriana Lima from Victoria's Secret. Yeah. When she once she opens her mouth, it's like, oh god, this mm-hmm. girl's so stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, or these like these other people who these other girls who think everybody that everybody thinks is like so hot and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, I'm a big fan of Kate Winslet. You yeah, know, me too. Absolutely. I think she's got a yeah. great body. Little yeah. children, she's amazing. Little children's like oh, a dark movie, dude. but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes I feel like Jackie Earl Haley running into the pool, <laughs> you know, where the thing, whole thing just clears. I feel like him in the swing set at the end of the movie. Oh man, um, <laughs> <laughs> what a great! He, yeah, that brought him back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, it did. Absolutely. But did. Abby Elliott, Kate, Kate Winslet. Abby Elliott is a very specific, and I totally get it. I totally yeah, get I think it. She's really hot. Like, I mean, like I said, I'm dark hair, dark eyes. C mm-hmm. cup guy, mm-hmm. but I mean, some girls could sway me like that. Gotcha, you know. Gotcha. She's with uh, Fred Armisen for a while, and oh, it, it ended badly. So maybe you could swing in there. I can't believe he got that. Yeah, maybe he. 
I mean, plus it's Chris Elliott's daughter. Like, yeah, having Chris Elliott as a, a step father in law would be. It's not a bad move. That's a great. I tweet at her every once in a while. I actually did meet her at St. Nick's the one night. Really? And uh, we were talking for like a, a couple of seconds, and some like hater guy came over and was just like, "Hey, you know, you know her." I'm like, "Dude, relax. She ain't that big of a star." I got in my face before I knock you out. And then it got weird, and she was like, "Don't talk to him like that." And it got weird. Maybe there's a second. I believe in second chances. Yeah, I think I'm. Hey, folks out there, if you're listening, tweet Abby Elliott and let her know Finstock wants a second chance. Yeah. You can make it happen. So so that's the type of girl that could get you to finally maybe buckle down again and not play tender roulette. Yeah, absolutely. Some girl who could just Mm -hmm. make me laugh all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, it's not that easy. And a lot of girls just don't have the sense of humor. Like, I mean, I like the Sarah Silverman of it all, but she's just. Eh. Maybe too much. Yeah, she's always talking about how like dirty her vagina is and stuff yeah. like that. It's not really that cool, right? You know? Right. I'm looking for quick witted. What, what are the things in life that you actually take serious? Baseball. I, I really like the Mets. <laughs> um, the Mets are a good. I, I mean, you know, I really like watching them, and I really get pissed off when they lose. Yeah. Um, you know, that was it's something that I think in a lot of my relationships and all, even my family members, I'm like, mm. they're like, do you ever? Are you ever serious? Right. And That's I'm a question like, I have more than anything yeah. in this show. I want to know. And I'm like, I don't know. You know, maybe when someone cuts me off, if I'm listening to like Iron Tiger, I get really crazy. <laughs> or like anything from the Rocky Four soundtrack. Right. But, right. you know, I think life's too short, man. I don't, I don't really, like I said, I come from these backgrounds where I've seen mm-hmm. a lot of hardships and things like that. And I've always turned it into comedy. I mean, nine times out of ten, the things I write are it's written as a drama and then somehow somebody's like oh it's the best comedy I ever wrote ever written and I'm like I didn't even write it as a comedy to be honest with you but I think I don't know I, I no probably not and that I don't I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing yet I've, I have okay I, yeah I don't I Maybe on the surface you think it's a bad thing, but I've seen you – that you're a sincere guy at times. Yeah. Uh, and that's the, what people need to realize about Finstock, the character, and Tom, the person. Right. Is like you said, the, we'll go back once again to the throwing over the house with the eggs instead of hitting the house. You're a sincere guy. I think you have these good you're, – you're aware of what people think of you. You know, I could – you know, sure. You know, I, I, if I'm wrong, let me know. No, of but, course. But um, yeah, so – but I don't take you – I don't see you taking things seriously, but that's – I don't say that like you're a jokester. Yeah, no. I don't, it's, I, it, it's a little calm under pressure. Yes, absolutely. Life I, being the pressure. Absolutely. Uh, I, I think you're 100% right. Mm-hmm. I think what happens is is like I try to sp- spin some kind of comedy in anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've, I, I, the, my mom had a funeral. My mom died about 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. So there was a guy that my brother hired my brother was a raging alcoholic i mean he disappeared in puerto rico for like months and he was reported dead in cornfields i mean he's out he was out of his mind he was he was a he was a corrections officer and then he was in jail and in in the same thing he was policing rikers <laughs> island he did like three years he taught like latino guys how to read then they found him playing left field at a puerto rican he, baseball team pretty much yeah. like he got arrested like numerous amounts of times he was drinking like bottles of vodka like before the the day even started he got like five drunk drivings in the day, like unbelievable <laughs> stuff. Seem legally possible. Yeah, now, and now yeah. he's a drug counselor, so you figure yeah, it out. Well, they recover. He makes sandwiches and yeah. stuff like that at the deli over in Mayapak. <laughs> and he tells like crazy stories and shit but, about uh, Captain Lou. Yeah, exactly, Captain Lou and whoever else he used to roll with. But I think you know, I don't know what it comes down to, man. I'm trying mm-hmm. to make light of a lot of subjects, you know, mm-hmm. and it seems like I'm joking around. Mm. But it's sort of serious because it's like it means something to me, you yeah. know. 
but I just try to put like a little spin on it. That's it. Right. And I think that's where a lot of my comedy comes from. You know, like I said, I'm not trying to be funny. It just comes out that way. It comes sometimes. out that way. What you know? what at this point is your career goal now? Sell some shelves, sell a movie. Yeah, like, I mean, I be really a showrunner. What do you want to do? I'd really like to. I think my place is maybe on radio. You know, yeah. I really, really like to get you know a, a nice podcast going. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I I really want to put. I really want to set America straight. Um, I'm I'm very serious about how I think America is just really like pussyified right now. <laughs> um, I think yeah, you know anybody with an opinion is like, you know, if you say like, hey, this guy Michael Sam Cat is kissing somebody with like birthday cake on his mouth of the same sex, if you say anything bad about that, not even like. Not even like, hey, this guy's yeah. raging, whatever. You know, any kind of opinion labels right. you homophobe, a racist, anything nowadays. Yeah. And I think that is it, it's just wrong. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of people just can't talk anymore. And next thing you know, people are jumping down your throat and calling you all these crazy names when you just you're just asking a question. Right. And it seems that, that that it doesn't seem like you have any political lines there. It just seems like you have a life line. Right. Where that's just pretty like, much what it is. kind of has, you know, yeah. I, I can see that. I and get that's why that. I love Archie Bunker. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's my favorite show ever. I was like yeah. nine and watching it and laughing. Yeah. And sometimes we can, we can, we, we care too much that, uh, I don't want to say we care about too much what other people think. Uh, Cause I, I very much am always concerned about other people think, but it just seems we want to make sure it's the two, two little league teams fight for a championship and then we give them a, both a trophy. Right. And, and it's breeding some things down We're the all, line. Yeah. I'm all for the enlightenment of people. I'm right. for the enlightened, uh, change the Redskins name if you want. Well, I could, I could move on with that. America's breeding pussies right now. That, that's what, that's what the Finstock way. Right. Of, of that's what, that's what, yeah, you were yeah. getting at it, but I, I, I said I, it. But again, cause I'm afraid I'll offend some kind of advertiser. Absolutely. That's, that's a, no, I, so, I totally agree so with we you. So white, we whitewash, now I'm a racist. No, yeah, um, exactly. We just kind of subdue our opinion and thoughts and it, it's funny to me because I, I had someone recently over a, a, a term uh, 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 gy- the term gypsies I'll just say it yeah someone said oh you can't call them that they 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 may self-identify it as right it, but you can't and I had to say excuse me when I was a security director at the farmers market in the grove we dealt with uh, large hundreds of, of gypsies yes they would tell us that's what we are you need to call us that yep we're not Romanian. We're not this. We're gypsies. We're gypsies. proud of it. Let's. Yep. So while we're going to pickpocket you, and that's what we do here. <laughs> we have bejeweled yes. daggers, um, and I learned a lot about the culture. My point being, it's not that it's wrong to say, "Hey, we should watch and think about what we say about other people." Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just sometimes the reality is the people we're trying to protect are like, "No, nah, we're gypsies." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's like the same thing with like you know. Uh, the n-word with an a on the back of it you know which not, used to be featured in one of my prominent punchlines right exactly you I, know i won't say it anymore now. no of course but but you know basically I, like i said all my friends in new york are black and puerto rican right and they consider me black you know oh, you have status white girls out here consider me black from the waist down now but i am black considered fact. to them yes yeah as uh, i'm black so we were watching a movie the one day uh-huh. and uh over at this place and they're all everybody's black and puerto rican obviously mm-hmm. and uh the, the one of the black girls goes oh man see white people always make that move or whatever and then the other girl who didn't really know me that well but how could you say that there's a white guy sitting right there and my buddy's like he ain't white <laughs> And they're like, okay. So, I mean, I, I think, you know, I used to get away with saying that and not, we yeah. still text each other, what up, nigga, and things like yeah. that. You know, and, 
he he's black and he gets it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's sort of what it comes down to. You know, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like everybody everybody has the chronic album, and you know that's when white <laughs> white white whites took a turn. You know, right, uh, right. you know. It's just it's it's a style and, and and things, and then you call people honky and cracker. My thing is with let me ask you something. Yes, you know when people are on stage, mm-hmm. black comedians always make fun of white people. Yep. But when you when you if, you know when they talk in like white people voice, like I don't know what you're doing over there, Jimmy. You know, yeah, 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 case yeah. Maybe like if a, if a, you know when a, a white guy starts talking like hey, yo Julio, what's up, man? What's up? He yeah. starts talking to Bonics, Everybody's like, oh, this guy's racist. Like, why is that? Is that is that the way it goes, or is like real comedians are like okay? I, I, real comedians are okay. I think uh, check Louis uh, C.K.'s bit on the N word and how he applies it to a deer. Sure, uh, it's great. Um, it look, I I get some of the history. I always jokingly say now the time of the white man has ended. We had a yes. reign at the top. We maybe did yeah. some things good. We did some things horrible. Yes. Uh, now give it to everyone else. Right. See, see how it is to lead. Um, I'm saying that half facetiously, half True. real. Um, but um, so I understand we there's some sensitivities we as white folks should have because of things done in the past. I, 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 I'm okay with sure. tempering a little bit. But also, there's just some realities of life. The bit I mentioned, uh, my car was graffitied in front of my girlfriend's house, and I came out to my car, and I found some graffiti, so I told a bit about it, and the joke was I drove you know, from my girlfriend's house to home, 45 minutes, three freeways, and a police officer pulled me over, and he was like, what are you doing? And and this is all... The, I didn't get pulled over, but the graffiti... I came out, and the joke was I looked down, and on the written on the side of my car was rolling 40 crips bitch niggas yeah bitch niggas yeah yeah well that was true yeah. i have the picture on the car right and That's so good i would say then I, I would look at the officer and be like what's wrong am i out of my territory um i told that i would tell that joke room five uh-huh. and uh a lot of people wouldn't want to laugh yeah. i did it at the downtown comedy club uh-huh. which uh i'll the 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 night i did it um, the demographic was made up of, I thought I might die after yeah. the show. <laughs> I did it anyway, and it killed. Yeah. And, and it killed. And they were looking at me, these these, these big, tall, big yeah. bro- brothers looking at me, yeah. and they wagged their finger at me, and they winked, and they said, yeah. oh, yeah. you. And I thought, okay, I was rewarded for my, my courageous non-fear. Absolutely. But now if I return to stand-up now, I'd probably hesitate saying it because it's been five years. Yeah, of course. I would probably hesitate saying that joke uh, as true as it was. White comedians have limitations. Yeah. So I, I, I don't really, know. I really believe that. So what you're saying is you'd like a forum to discuss this stuff head on. Yeah, absolutely. Gotcha. I mean, look, like I said. You Finstock know, clears the air. Yeah. I mean, that's what I want to do. You know, if I, if, you know, everything works out properly and, you know, we get these shows and things like that. Yeah. I, what I want to do in the Finstock initiative, mm-hmm. you know, I want to keep it movie based. But I also, you know, I want to talk about like. Just a specific we, – we'll do one specific movie in the mm-hmm. hour or whatever, and then we'll – say we do like Dallas Buyers Club, right? Gotcha. Basically what we'll talk about, if I, if I can get like a, a gay rodeo guy on the phone mm-hmm. or something like that, like talk about something that's in the movie. Yeah. You know, the, the topic or the narrative that's in the movie. Like a 3 o'clock high, I'll get a bully on the phone. Right. You know, uh, like Star it. Wars, I'll get like a – you know, some guy who dresses up as the stormtrooper and gotcha. like – works at a glory hole or something you know whatever i mean <laughs> you know something along that's those a life lines. option yeah something along those lines like gotcha. that and just like talk about like how this rolls um because like i said do i know a lot of movies yeah some of them i mean mostly 80s movies i have mostly really, stallone movies mostly stallone mostly yeah exactly 
or it's mm. porn from the seventies and things like that. Right. But um, I mean, I don't know what planet Luke grew up on or what planet, Tatooine, yeah. yeah, or Darth Vader, or I mean, I've watched the movies, but I don't Tatooine. really, pay, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't pay that much attention to it. You know, yeah. I just look at Princess Leia naked, or I fantasize of being naked, as most of us did in the late eighties. Yes. Um, I like that idea. So you, 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 we talk about a movie, then you pull out the social issue and you confront it head on. Absolutely. Like if okay. I was, if I was sitting there watching Three O'clock High, mm-hmm. you know, because I got a lot of stuff to say that people get bullied nowadays. Because like mm-hmm. I said, it's it's like I said, I was able to get my sister to you know to befriend the bully or mm-hmm. date him slash to get me out of trouble yeah but I, nowadays i think like a lot of these people who get bullied all they do is sit behind their playstations and all these other things and their mom cooks some cheeseburgers and things like that my word of advice to people who are getting bullied mm-hmm. get a pull-up bar put in your bedroom door <laughs> tell your mom to start cooking chicken breasts yeah within six months you'll transform your body Get a punching bag in your room. Anybody says anything, you knock them out, and then you figure it out for yourself. I mean, it's really <laughs> that simple. And now you know. Yeah, bullies are losers. Yeah, and uh, they're very, very easily manipulated because they're very stupid. And if you can use your mind and not be, don't be sarcastic and then like, get knocked out. Learn what their traits are. Mm, yeah, and then put them against it. And you'll win all the time. Study the enemy. Exactly. The guy, the bully smokes cigarettes, bring a pack of cigarettes. He'll be like, hey, dude, I just I found these. You want them? You know, just play up to him. If he's spitting Hershey's Kisses in people's hair, yeah. bring him Hershey's Kisses. You know what I mean? So he doesn't spit at you. <laughs> There's ways to combat these things. Not everybody is gifted. Psychological warfare a little bit too. You, Absolutely, I man. You can wage that. You got to play it because the last thing you want to do is, you know, get tortured by a bully and then... You know, one of my friends, like, he got a, he finally got a girlfriend, and he's sitting outside. We had a fire drill, and it was really funny. He put his hands in his shirt, you know, like when you just take your arms out and put them yeah. in a shirt, and you're sitting like this. So he's talking to a girl. Um, the one, one of the bullies, like, operated on all fours right behind him. The other guy like pushed him over, right? And the guy was on the floor trying to flounder up for like a half hour, and they just kept pushing <laughs> him down and pushing him down, mm. and until when like one of the jocks came out of the woodwork and was like, "Dude, that's enough. enough. Like, come on, enough." The girl broke up with him the next day. Mm. You know what I mean? Because he couldn't take care of himself. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, and he just looked like an idiot. Did he? Is... I mean, an idiot puts his hands in his shirt anyway on a fire drill. But just saying, <laughs> you know. It's, I this is some life for lessons from Vince Doug. I feel sorry. For what him. is what is your obsession with Sly Stallone? You know, Rocky Two is the first movie I ever seen in the movie theater. Okay, um, my dad took me, in and I was I think I might have cried. I was mesmerized. Um, yeah. You know, just I've always felt like an underdog in my life. Anyway, mm-hmm. you know, and Rocky One is just a masterpiece, obviously. But I never really recognized how good Rocky One was until about. Pretty much till I about moved out here. Mm. I was always a Rocky Two guy, Rocky Three guy, mm. Rocky yeah. Four guy. Four, yeah. Then I just because I was just all about the rah rah. Yeah, but you know the coming epic, to America, the, man. The, yeah, oh, yeah, the epic storytelling of Rocky. It's like a five man play. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're in so many, you know, just a couple of different locations. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. And Rocky one, I used to be like Rocky two is my favorite. Rocky three is my second favorite. Rocky four is my fourth, third favorite. And Rocky's the original Rocky is my fourth favorite. Now it's like totally different. Hmm. I mean, little adult perspective, man. Right? Exactly. Yeah. I, I grew up, you know, and yeah. I'm like, wow, this is a fucking great story. This guy just killed it from start to finish. It's it so good. 
And the, you know what? And if anybody, like, if I say to anybody, like, "Hey, what's your favorite Rocky movie?" and they don't say Rocky one, I'll, I'm done talking to them. Done. In, like the first two seconds, yeah, yeah that's it. Or, or I'll just Rocky. clown them, and that's it. And your thoughts on Rocky Five? It didn't exist, or I wouldn't say it didn't exist. I mean, there was something there. Mm. Uh, there was great lines. Hmm. It just didn't. Yeah, it just didn't. Even Stallone it didn't, say that. Yeah, they, well, he called it a zero. Yeah, didn't translate. Yeah, didn't translate. Absolutely. So, you so know. your obsession kind of grew from that, then it carried on to all those other movies. Or, and Rambo: or, First Blood is, gotcha. is like my second favorite that movie of all time. Yeah, Holy Jesus, that's Rocky a great two, movie. Three and all of a sudden Rambo. Yes. <laughs> it's yeah. a great movie. He's like, I'm here to see uh, Del Delmore Barry, and she's like, Delmore dead. And he's like, Yeah, he had cancer ate him in the bone. He's like, That was it for him. After that, he was like, Done. So you. Uh, um, cubby Lever the Raven. Cubby, cubby, cubby Lever the Raven. Do you, he got uh, killed in Jerkwater, USA. Do you celebrate his entire catalog? Um, there's, you know what? I'll watch any. I mean, Lock Up is definitely one of my favorites. Um, Stopper, my mom will shoot. Oh, <laughs> you know, Throw Mama. No, wasn't Throw Mama from the Train? That was the Fratelli lady, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That wasn't him. That was uh, Billy Crystal and yeah. Gregory Hines, right? Yeah. And that I was running scared. Right. Yeah, running scared as Gregory yeah. Hines. Danny DeVito was. Uh, That's yeah, yeah, yeah. what it was. Yeah. Mama Fratelli was in that. Yeah, she was great. I'm just wondering. So you you, you just you just love Stallone. Yeah, no, he's okay. great. I mean, okay. I, I just like the. You're you gonna know, watch Oscar or something like that. You're gonna watch it. Okay. Yeah, you okay. know, Rhinestone or whatever. <laughs> you know, he he did his all his own singing in Rhinestone. I, I commend uh, him for that. Absolutely. And him and Dolly Parton got the same uh, got their star in the Walk of Fame on the same day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in like yeah. '84 or something like that. And how many Stone, Stallone mugs do you have? I have six right now. Um, Where do you get these things? I, you know, it's it's just very random. I have it in the search engine in eBay. That if if they do pop up, that it immediately it. it immediately notifies me. And you're on it. And the one time there was like four of them, a lot of four, and I'm like, where the fuck did this guy get four of them? And he was in, in England, right? So I'm like, no one's gonna no one's gonna bid over forty bucks for these because mm-hmm. they're stupid. They don't know how priceless, priceless these things are. So I've had forty bucks, and next thing you know, went up to like seventy. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm getting a real bidder here. Yeah, I no joke. I put max bid seven hundred dollars, <laughs> and I was like, if anybody goes over that, they can have it. They can have it. Yeah, because that's where I want to be with it. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I think I wound up getting it for like one twenty or something. Wow, like that. the guy for was four like, though. Yeah, four. No handles though. Gotcha. They were like almost dinner. I when I have dinner at my house, I'd lay them out like for uh-huh. water and stuff like that. So it's like, they're like not like see the you know these glasses we have. Yeah, here. yeah, these little whiskey yeah. tumblers here. They would be. I would have Stallone ones at my house. Stallone tumblers, guy. Yeah, I bring girls over the house and they're like, "Why do you have so many Stallone mugs?" Have you ever had a girl come over to your house and just turn around and leave? Um, you know, yeah, once. Okay. Um, it kind of makes me feel good. She about got the a little world. scared. I mean, I had a Zap poster up. I have like, uh, you know, uh, the Life and Times of like DB Cooper. She's uh-huh. seen the she's seen the Travolta thing and a couple other things. And it, it, I was wearing sweatpants with no underwear on. It was a lot of it was a lot of work. And she was like, "I don't know. Can we go to a bar?" I'm like, "I don't really feel like going anywhere." She's like, "Well, I think I'm gonna go." And I'm like, "All right, you know, whatever." She wasn't hot anyway, so it doesn't make a difference. Well, it's just it it comforts me a little bit to think that at least someone was like, "Oh, this is a little bit out of my." realm of reality well, there's here. a misconception you know uh-huh. with of you yeah i think okay. so uh like i don't think i have a like tiffany mm-hmm. is set the tone that i'm a creep like a creepy okay. guy we're back to tiffany i yeah. like it i like it she thinks i'm a creep yeah i necessarily it's pretty don't, clear I, I don't think that 
Like maybe I'm delusional. You don't. Okay, so you don't think you, I? I can confirm that. Yeah, I've been at the parties when we're off camera and off air, where Tiffany's like, "Oh God, yeah, yeah, quit yeah. smelling my neck," yeah, or yeah, offering yeah. me to smell your neck, right? Things um, like that. Yes. Okay, okay. But she—that's that—that's a stick I play up for so her. So much like in any any epic movie where the villain is unaware that he's a villain, you just you you're okay. You don't think you're the creep. No, I don't not think at all. you are. I can I come, understand I can where off. they get. It. Yeah, exactly. I can understand where they get it. You might be right. Well, because you know what, I ask direct questions. Like I'll yes. ask her. Like I'll be like, "So when's the last time you had sex?" And they're like, right. "And uh, none of us will ask any of these girls these questions." No, I don't think anybody on the planet asks. Yeah, no, 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 no. I just I've, have a simple way to do it. And like, you know what? A lot of times, girls are like, "You know what? That was the most interesting conversation well, I've had." What in was really the one thing time. you said to her when you're about her jeans or something like that? Oh, they. They fit her like a glove, and her I don't thighs know. Were I, out. I, I, it, it was. But she's got great thighs. She doesn't show her ass off enough. It, it was one of those. It was like we're like, "Hey, how you doing? How you doing?" And you're like, "Oh, you got great thighs." Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> I mean, that's what I do. I mean, I think so, there's a way to do it. I mean, I, I met some German girl yesterday, and I was saying the same thing to her. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, wow, "Your hair is amazing." I go, "It looks like Julia Louis Dreyfus's in Seinfeld," and she was German. <laughs> she had no idea what I was talking about. She had great like olive-looking eyes. I'm gonna call her later. Oh, good, good. Uh, well, we're wrapping up here soon, so you can yeah. go chase her there. Yeah. Uh, in closing, um, I, I mean, I, did, I had nothing planned for this other than a couple thoughts, and it's perfect, and, and we've been going here learning. Uh, well, I don't know if we've what we've learned about you because, much like uh, you've put on the show, we don't know what's real. Hey, man, I'm just a white man living in a Chinese world. Absolutely, uh, Hickory Dickory Duck. Um, in closing, what's your what's your thoughts to uh, for Schmoville to to uh, the final words on Finstock? Well, I think – look, I think – I love what they're doing over there on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I love – I mean I think it's growing and growing and growing, and I think it's fantastic. Um, I would tell Schmoville about Finstock. Like, look, just take it with a grain of salt. Like, have an open ear for it. Just, like, listen to reason sometimes. I mm-hmm. think that I make a whole lot of sense mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. It might be roundabout thinking here and there, but I really do believe that – what I'm saying, mm-hmm. there's truth to it, and hmm. I really firmly believe in it. Yes, there might be comedy in it just to like sort of sway you in a little bit, but I do believe that America needs fixing, and uh, Finstock can do it. <laughs> Absolutely. I cannot wait for the Finstock initiative to generate and uh, get off the ground finally over there at either the Schmelzno Network or somewhere else. But I think we'll find a home there once that ball is running, man. It has been a pleasure to finally get you in here. Yeah, it is two years in the making. I, yeah, I want to publicly uh, apologize if it felt at any point I was holding you back on the podcast. <laughs> it's because I had yet to comprehend what I was witnessing. And I had yeah. to wrap my brain around it like a Pink Floyd song. I had to figure I, out what was happening. I agree. I mean, like I said, it's, it's very, um, like I said, people just think it's like, is this guy like, is he, is he for real? Is he real? Yeah, is he for real? What and then part of him is. But who can hold up the same shtick yeah. for like ever? It's it's like, how do you never come out of character? People are like, do you ever come out of character? I'm like, I'm not a character. This is who this I is am. It. Do you That's just it. add the mask for a little seasoning? Absolutely. It mm. does. It does. It do you, uh, you keep that mask on sometimes with the ladies? Oh, yeah. Some, yeah. Uh, the girl I had over at the house the other day, she's like, what is this? And I'm like, it's the mask. She's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I'm on this podcast. And I showed her like the meet you She's like looking at me the whole time. Like, really? <laughs> She's like that. This was the craziest thing I've ever seen. And she goes, do you believe in all that stuff? And I'm like, 
Yeah, of course. And you got the job done. Yeah. Well, she's already seen my apparatus. So she's already sprung anyway. Black from the waist down. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, that has been the Knapsack Files with Finstock, or uh, you may know him as Tom Dagnino as well. And where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, At Bob Finstock. I'm also going to be in a web series called Sunday Brunch. I play a yoga teacher named Yoga Warren, Mm -hmm. who is like basically uh, he sexually assaults his like people and he does hula hoops and sunset and stuff it's not too far away from where i really am it's like typecasting it's a, it's a web series it'll be out probably mid-july I'll, I'll shoot you guys links and stuff like that Absolutely. you can find it on my twitter and things on, like on that pl- on all platforms there yes. all right so f- follow him at bob finstock you can catch him on the schmoes no podcast from time to time we broadcast live every thursday 6 p.m to 8 p.m pst on schmoesno.com from the AfterBuzz tv studios uh which i want to get maria menounos around finstock and see what happens oh the my real, god the mask and all she jumped into my arms at her party that yeah night. it was a little different party atmosphere i yeah, want to exactly. see her up close at a podcast Oof. oh boy um poof, poof indeed so um uh, find him on on twitter and look for all that stuff and and, and catch him on the podcast follow us at schmoes no follow me at catnapsock if you uh, are on itunes listening to the show do me a favor subscribe rate and review you can find us on facebook at the knapsack files and also on stitcher on stitcher the growing platform that stitcher is soon What's to that? be in cars it's another form of uh, podcast uh, really? platform yeah Never heard of it. Eventually, it's moving into cars, and I think that's going to be the final. Uh, that's huh. going to be a good thing. It's a good thing. So do that. This has been uh, a very interesting, record-setting length uh, because you're just so fascinated. I had to find out what we could get from you, and we did. And I answered sure. three out of four questions right yes, on did. the wrestling trivia. So for Finstock, this has been Ken Napsock and the Napsock Files. We will see you next time. Poof. Poof. <laughs> <laughs>